Oh yeah. It's that time again, my friends. Time for another episode of The Lightning Rod. The show that absolutely 100% believes in lucky sweaters. I'm Johnny Pipes. And I'm Gannon. And I got 99 problems, but the Leafs ate one. Not anymore. Although they are still ahead of us, though. Nah. Not by no, much, they though. Eight one. Ah ha ha. Ah, ah. Ah. Sometimes you got to explain things to me, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, in case you didn't hear ten seconds ago, you are listening to the Lightning Rod uh, for um, April twenty fifth, twenty twenty two, and um, you know you can. Call us and leave us a voicemail and uh, let us know um, when we're missing the jokes that we say ourselves. You can call us at 727-416-0613. Leave us a voicemail. We'll play it. Uh, We'll put that in the show notes. You can email us at thelightningrod1 at protonmail.com. That's the number one. And you can hit us up at lightningrodpod on Twitter at lightningrodpod. We sound a little different. I know I sound a little different. I barely have a voice. I was uh, at the uh, Panthers Lightning game in Sunrise, the Florida somewhat alive arena last <laughs> night, and I screamed my face off. As you should. Yeah, and I actually went on to the Bucks Rays Bolts and watched um, the highlights and um, listened to Dave. Dave was on it by himself last night. He didn't have a guy with him. And um, I caught myself on one of the, I like paused. It's like, hey, there I am right there. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. How cheesy <laughs> is that? Like, that's, that's when you got nothing else to do. You're like, hey, I found myself. And I literally had to go onto YouTube and like back it up and play it again and back it up and play it again. Wait, <laughs> there's my glasses. That's me. <laughs> I've never had seats good enough to be able to do that. Uh, somebody's head was covering me up kind of like that uh, ESPN game too. So oh, God. it's pretty funny. But anyways, yeah, a good time was had by all Lightning fans, at least. I've come to the conclusion now that um, we should call them the Cougars. They should no longer be called the Panthers. They should be called the Cougars. The reason why I say that is because, you know, it's one of the only arenas where you can um, go to a game and then also buy like a discount Louis Vuitton handbag out in the parking lot. So we're going to call them the Cougars going forward. I thought you were going to say it's the only game you could walk out with an older lady with. Well, that too. In all honesty, <laughs> like it works on so many levels. Uh, there's definitely a lot of trophy wives there last night. Actually, who else was there? The uh, like Miss Florida contestants were there like wearing tiaras. I think it was like Miss Florida, Miss uh, or at least the contestants. And then um, I didn't even know that this was a contestant like Miss South. Boca Raton, like she didn't even represent <laughs> all of Boca Raton. It was just yeah. South Boca Raton. So I don't know. I guess it's a big area. I don't know. I don't really go to Boca that often, but that's that's who was there. Um, and there was a ton of Lightning fans, which is awesome. Um, the uh, the Panthers fans were getting ultra chippy by the end. It was hilarious. Oh, I, I can imagine ultra chippy. Uh, one issue that I had with the game was that um, the the refs mic like never worked, and oh, so yeah, and it was Wes McCauley too. Like he's the best on the mic. He, I didn't even 
when there was a penalty, I didn't even know half the time. I had to look at the light at the, uh, I had to look at the light on the penalty box to know that someone was going in there or I just happened to be like, wait a second. Why are there only, Oh wait, was there a penalty? How the hell? I didn't even know. Like I didn't even know what happened, <laughs> but we, um, we had a really good time and we were on the side with the fights, which was cool. We were probably, you know, we were like, I probably could have thrown some water on them, I guess, but <laughs> it was a good time. Um, we could just t- take a step back a, a little a little while ago here, um, say about a week. Yeah, about a week ago, and um, we finished up our show, and uh, we played Detroit. And um, this is kind of where I think uh, things came to a head and uh, the ultimate um, ultimatum, I guess, or the uh, – how, how would you describe what happened in, in Detroit that got us – back to what we're doing right now, which is three straight games of at least seven goals. I'm not sure what this game was. I'm like, my memory is so clouded now, considering that I have to process uh, like 22 goals uh, just in the last three games. So um, it's kind of hard, hard for me to remember what happened. All I know is that uh, Jacob Vrana, he hard, he haunts my nightmares. Now it seems like he loves scoring against the lightning this year. Um, and in, you know, last year as well, but no, I'm, I think this game was just kind of, it helped them poke out some of their issues that they may have been dealing with and just, you know, giving them a benchmark of how they should be playing. This was something that they really didn't care about. You know, unfortunately they did lose it on home ice, but it, 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 they just did not play. It was something I've been har- harping on for a little bit is that they did not play a full 60 minutes and not that it was a physical issue or anything like that, but just. I just don't think they were all that intrigued in this game. They wanted to be playing meaningful games, you know, like against Toronto. You can throw Nashville in there and especially the Panthers. And, you know, a team that's well out of playoff contention, team uh, where there's not going to be a lot of bad blood. They just were disinterested. For, you know, the last 20 games, the, the, the Lightning, they've been wishing that they've been in the playoffs already, which is why I feel like they were kind of checked out of this game. And not that it raised any red flags to me. Like, yeah, they did not, Detroit didn't embarrass us, but they definitely, we played their style of hockey, which it's hard. They don't necessarily have like an MO, but they, they kind of sucked us into their trap. Well, uh, it embarrassed Sergachev. Like he, he, oh boy, if anybody should be embarrassed after that game, it was him. But I think the, I mean, we'll talk about the accolades that came with the game in in a a second. But I think the key thing after this game, which uh, lit the lit the fuse, I guess you would say, um, was John Cooper's comments in the post game. And you know, you and I have been watching him for a a long time, and Cooper's been a, a coach now with us for it's almost a decade. Next year will be a decade, and uh, he doesn't call out the team very often. It's very rare that he does that. He's very lawyerly. I mean, makes sense. He was a lawyer. Um, he's very lawyerly in his comments, um, but he did kind of call him out at the end of the game. Here's, uh, I've, got, I've got his quotes here. It's becoming a little too much of our story. I thought after the first period we had full control and we weren't satisfied in sticking with it. If you want to go far in the playoffs, if you want to do anything, you have to play defense. You have to stick your ego aside and not worry about how many points you're going to get or how much ice time you're going to get. You have to worry about keeping the puck out of the net 
everything positive comes from that. And here's a, here's some more. He said, it's perplexing why some of these players who have been with us for a while, especially being in game six or whatever, or game 76 or whatever it was, are continuing to do this. Those are pretty strong words coming from him, you think? Very. Yeah, so I would say that is a good indicator as to why they played so differently the next game. Getting called I'd out agree. like that. I know uh, Stamkos as well. He made comments saying that, you know, when you're this far into the season on a team that's just won back-to-back cups, the only way we got there is with the whole team. I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing, but the only way that we managed to do that was having everybody on the ice buy-in. You have to have everybody on the same page, and when there's a disconnect, obviously things are not going to go that go your way. And, you know, he, he didn't really expand on it much further, but, you know, that that's, you know, I, I think Coop's comments were definitely alarming but when Stamkos is saying something like that that's even a little more jolting to me you know Stamkos he's all class he's the ultimate captain he's not calling anybody out you know he's not he definitely wasn't as and Coop wasn't very specific but he wasn't as specific as Coop but when, when something's bugging Stammer like that you know people are going to listen they're going to perk up and it seems like message received yeah for sure uh, you go out and you only play one period, and that's an issue that the Lightning, bef- before they won the Cup, like this is an issue that they used to have all the time where they wouldn't play a full game. They'd play one amazing period or two amazing periods and then completely shit the bed for a period and it would cost them the game. Mm-hmm. Or they'd have to they'd have to outscore it. Essentially, they'd have to outscore their, um, like they'd have, to, they'd have to score enough in their good periods to uh, make up for the, the period where they wouldn't play at all. And sometimes mm-hmm. it would work, and sometimes it wouldn't. Um, but Which now, ultimately, led to their downfall years in years past. Yeah, exactly. So they only played one period. They played one period, and it was the first one, and it wasn't good enough to win. So uh, let's look at the uh, rundown this, the the sheet here. Uh, goals the uh, no goals in the first which is funny because that's the, the period they did play the best. There were goals in the second. Uh, Ross Colton got his 18th from Stammer and Palat, uh, and Kucherov got his 19th at the time on a power play from uh, Hedman and Stamkos, or uh, as we'll refer to them going forward, the Holy Trinity. I think that's kind of <laughs> cool. Uh, the goals from Detroit, which uh, were um, three. There were Sunquist, Verana, and Raymond. That's all in the second period. Uh, and then the third period, Colton got the 19th, his 19th goal, and um, then, of course, the uh, Sergachev embarrassment where he danced at the blue line and gave up a breakaway to Verona unassisted uh, for the game winner. Not very many penalties. There were only five total in the entire game, none in the third period at all. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was the Detroit game against the uh, the Pizza Wings, the Winged, wing, <laughs> the winged Wheels. I hate, yeah, play, I hate uh, playing original six teams, period. Like, I just, I can't stand playing original six teams at all. Yeah, I, I definitely enjoy, oh, well, maybe Toronto. I can throw them in there. I like playing them. Uh, but, I'd like playing them if we had a different color uniform. That's true. That's true. And you know what? I, I'm going to, I'm going to give it to Toronto on this one. They had these jerseys before we did. They, they were way too similar. I don't mean, know the, how the, they get away with it. The you blue is a switch the logos, and you would have no idea. It's the same exact blue. Like, it's not even a different kind of blue. It's the exact same blue. And we have damn near a very similar goal horn as well. Oh, hey, speak of the devil. I've had this sitting up here for 
So long. Stand by. <laughs> they don't have that part, though. No, no. I don't <laughs> even know what their goal song is. Uh, it's probably O Canada or some stupid shit like that. Something about maple syrup. Dude, like, Vancouver Canucks, their goal song is, um, ah, fuck, I forget the title, but Don't You Forget About Me. I'm um, fine with that. I'm fine. Anything is better that's than, weird, than uh, that's the, a weird goal song. the Panthers. The Panthers have Jimmy Eat World. I'm, I'm, I'm just not a fan. And then they do this thing every game where, uh, you know, at, for some reason in the last few years, everyone is all about the Ric Flair. Woo! Like they just, everyone loves doing that. And they got the goal, you know, the, 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 the sound effect in, in the, in the arena. And so they, you know, they play the sound and everybody does it. And then they always have a guy and I have no idea who this was. And I meant to ask somebody sitting next to me, but I didn't want to talk to anybody. So the, the they have like a Ric Flair lookalike that's at the arena all the time. And so every time they do that, that Ric Flair, woo, they always show him and he's like, Oh, Hey, like, like he doesn't even know they're about to show him after every goal. It's <laughs> like, I don't understand this, this concept at all. But then again, I'm not really a fan of y'all's. So I, I'm not really supposed to, I guess. Yeah. Don't Much understand like, it. Don't even try. Yeah. And like, you know, it's not at least, at least a Tesla coil makes sense. You know? Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you can't beat the Tesla coil. So Anyways, we're digressing. Uh, what else about Detroit? The only thing that might compare with the Tesla coil is Columbus's cannons. I think those are actually pretty neat, but uh, fuck Columbus. Well, I think with Columbus, people probably you know don't even realize that they're actually talking about Union soldiers, like Blue Jackets, as in the mm-hmm. soldiers that wore blue. Because I would think maybe if someone is just finding out about the Blue Jackets, they're like, wait a second, is that like a new type of hornet? You know, like there's yellow jackets, so are there blue jackets too, or are they just hornets I, that are blue? I never understood their bug logo. They don't have a bug logo, do they? N- they it, they do. It's like their secondary logo. It's literally like a, uh, yeah, it's like a wasp-ish look-alike thing. It, it used to be their primary logo. Um, it's it's just horrendous. It, like you know, early two thousands style logo. It's just I, I don't get it. They're um, I, I don't. They've had a couple oh, of mascots. Okay. And I th- I'm seeing. Are you it looking now. at it? Yeah. So it is. So it is actually supposed to be like a blue yellow jacket. That's. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. I'm not getting along with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably why they don't use it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that even if you like search the the blue jackets logo now, you're only going to find like one of those. It's almost all um, Union Army imagery, which is better. Like I, I think they're. Mm-hmm. Their kind of palish blue uh, cannon logo. I think that's one of the better third jerseys in the in the I like league. That one. To be honest, yeah, big fan. Of, I like that one better than the than the state flag one, personally. Um, anyways, uh, what else you got to say about the uh, the the winged wheels? Oh, buddy, uh, I'm, I've been done with that game for like ten minutes. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I did uh, not even want to cover it. Well, we covered it, and uh, we now put it back in the drawer, and it's gone because yeah, we f- we forget about that. We're on to uh, to better times here, um, starting with the the uh, the blue the uh, blue game, the blue on blue on blue on blue, um, which was on the twenty first, and uh, this was an amazing game. Like Toronto had, did not know what hit them. 
Uh, it probably helped that uh, Mustache Douche was not playing that night. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I know. A lot, a lot of Maple Leafs fans were uh, trying to justify this loss. And, you know, you can. You know, they had their, what, fifth string goaltender in or, you know, fourth string, whatever he is. They didn't have Austin Matthews. They didn't have Jake Muzzin. But other than that, they had a full lineup, healthy lineup. So he is not uh, Kashinskins. Hold on. What, what, what the hell is his name? It looks like Kalgren. It's pronounced Shelgren, I believe. Kalgren. Eric Kalgren. Shelgren. Yes. So he is not their normal backup. So there's Jacob, uh, there's Campbell, right? Jack Campbell. Yeah, Jack Campbell is and their he, number one. Who's then their number two? Peter Mrazek. Who, oh, old Mrazek. Uh, yeah, when he is in the net, he's just super inconsistent um, or just flat out bad. And when... You know, he's also injured half the time as well. And then their third string is supposed to be Joseph Wall. Uh, he had a shutout in his debut, and I guess he's been injured. And maybe Michael Hutchinson. I'm not sure where he falls on the depth chart. So uh, Eric Shelgren, he, he falls somewhere between four and five on the depth chart. This is funny. If you look at his last five games, it goes win, loss, win, loss, win. <laughs> That's nuts. Like I'm looking at it right now, um, goal, goals allowed three eight four four two. That's just weird. <laughs> that's that's very weird. Very well, weird numbers. And it's not as if we weren't missing somebody, as in somebody incredibly important that game. Mm -hmm. Braden Point was not playing, which uh, obviously wasn't too bad because he came back the next game. But yeah, I think it was just kind of a maintenance day maintenance day he had to get his oil changed mm -hmm, exactly so uh bolts ran 11 and 7 for that game yes and uh, uh it definitely worked yes yes it did as a matter of fact they, like th this team isn't built to you know the way that the roster is constructed isn't meant to be an 11 and 7 style team but i'm not sure if that's how they're going to roll running into the playoffs so this game we're missing point on Against Nashville, we were missing Belmar, and against Florida, we were missing Sorelli. So those are all, you know, key parts to the lineup. You know, say what you want about Belmar, but I think he's been fantastic in the role that we've asked him to be in. Just you know, defensive shutdown forward. He's been excellent at that, and he's great at great in faceoffs. But yeah, like you know, with the, with the success that we're having with the eleven and seven lineup, I kind of. Don't want it to go away, but then again, like who are you going to scratch? Who are you going to take out? It's got to be an alternate. It's got to be an alternating thing. Like they can't do it every time. They got to mm -hmm. do it because they. It, it's like, it's kind of a when you need it thing, or when you just need a, a shakeup of yeah doing you know doing something different. You know, like um, anti-terrorism force protection when you walk a different way to work. You know, you <laughs> you normally will walk around this side of the block, but you know what? Today maybe they're on to me. I'm going to walk around the other side of the block. So that's good the, idea. Yeah, exactly, man. You never know. Always, always be watching. Always be watching. The interesting thing about this game. So the final score was eight to one, which of course means. Touchdown, I knew you had it ready. <laughs> uh, touchdown and then a two point conversion to go along with it. But there's nothing mm -hmm. exciting. Uh, there's no exciting two point conversion calls. No goals were scored in the first period. So nine goals total total in the game and none in the first period. How yeah, nuts is that, two, right? Four and four. Yeah, that's crazy right there. Like in that first period, you, you could tell it was leaning the bolts way, but 
you know, the, the game could have gone really either way. So let's go down the, the score sheet here because it could probably take the rest of the show. Uh, second period, three minutes and 54 seconds in. Alex Kalorn from Chernak and Hagel, uh, 11 minutes, 37 seconds in. Ross Colton with his 20th from uh, Nick Nick Paul and Corey Perry. And then you had uh, two power play goals, uh, Stammer and Cooch. Um, that was all in the second period. So it's four in the second period. A minute into the third period, Palat got his 17th. Uh, another power play goal from uh, Kalorn. And then Toronto scored their lone uh, goal for the night. That was um, Ilya whatever of Mickey. Try it. Just try. Mick, Mickey, Mick, Mickey, Mick, Mickey Mouse? Uh, <laughs> Ilya Mikheyev. Mikheyev. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, on this screen, Ys look like Vs, so I could have said Mikheyev. <laughs> you know, and then uh, the last two goals from the Lightning were Ross Colton and Pat Maroon. We are so childish on this show. Like, we're trying to be professionals, and we're making fun of people's names. So this is why we don't get any voicemails. <laughs> So now, however, holy smokes. So the, the, the goal uh, list was just that, which is already pretty long. These penalties, let's, let's, let's count them. If, if I wish I need, I need to get some elevator music. It's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29. 30 penalties in this game. There were 30 Equals penalties. 116 penalties in minutes. Yes. That is insane. And that's not even like the highest ever in the NHL, but that's up no, there. No, not and even like close, the, but this is the highest this year. <laughs> that and, and, and you can pretty much center in on Wayne Simmons and Pat Maroon as being like the instigators for all of it, and then Perry being in there too. Just seems like trouble follows them everywhere they go. Corey Perry was kind of not the unsung hero of this game, but Corey Perry was doing Corey Perry things this entire game. He was just pissing guys off, getting under their skin. Very reminiscent of what he was doing in that Winnipeg game, just doing what he does best, especially at the right time of the year coming up to playoffs. Corey Perry, as good as he has been for us this year, he is a different animal when it comes to the playoffs. You know, uh, he, he just always heats up, whether it be with Anaheim, Dallas, or Montreal last year. He, he heats up playoff time, whether it be his normal antics or actually scoring goals. And, you know, he, he's getting the, the couple assists here and there. But, you know, where he where they you know, why we signed him is for the antics that he does. pull. works for me. I just hope that uh, he gets a little bit of a, a different result at the end. You know, we don't want the last two Corey Perry results for sure. Yes. So that is an entirely too long of a list of penalties, but it did make for an entertaining watch, at least. See, I guess we can were, cover uh, some, some of the big ones. I you, mean, Corey Perry, chirping. he got bonked. Yeah, he well, got the, bonked the, on the head by Kyle Clifford. <laughs> the, the stick bonk. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. That yeah, was got really, really funny. game misconduct for that, I think. Yeah, he did. A five-minute major, I believe. Yeah. And I did see that you uh, had commandeered the, the company uh, Twitter account to uh, to oh, uh, do a little bit of chirping about Wayne Simmons. What do you think? <laughs> let it all out. So you have the world's ear right now, so let it out. All right. So, like, Toronto fans, they're, they're trying to say that they played such a clean game, whatever. Oh, you missed this. You missed this. You, okay, it happens. You know, I'm not going to say that the Lightning were Saints. They they had cheap shots. Sergachev, he, he had a cheap shot on uh, Colin Blackwell, I want to say. Uh you know, he just kind of punches him in the back of the head. But people are trying to say that 
and it wasn't even like a punch. It was like, you know, one of the scrum punches where, you know, you, you only put, you know, like a, like a one inch punch into it. Not like he fucking winded up and swank, swung on him. And then people are trying to say that that was so much dirtier than Wayne Simmons, who ended up getting fined for this. You know, fines are kind of a joke, but still enough to get the, the league's attention. Wayne Simmons targets Mikhail Sergachev, leaves his feet and headhunts him. Lucky enough, Sergachev was all right after it, but it's like they're completely ignoring that, trying to focus on what Sergachev did to uh, Blackwell or whoever the Leafs player was. And I'm not super, I'm not saying that Sergachev, you know, played the cleanest game or the Lightning. Both teams were getting into it, and the, the Leafs, they got they got sucked into our trap. You know, they we dragged them into the fight, kicking and screaming, quite literally. And I'm not going to say that, what Simmons did to Sergachev, that hit was deserved, but I can understand where he's coming from. But I think that's headhunting, especially leaving your feet. That that is way crossing the line. That that is way too way too much. And so I think it's good that he got fined. If he got suspended, Leafs Nation would be burning down the White House right now. So I, I just wanted to let everybody know that like. Guys, it, it, it all evens out in the wash. It, it Stop trying to say that, you know, the Lightning are so, so dirty. It, it, it comes around. It, it, it's a hockey game. And, so I just uh, wanted to show them. Secret Service, if you're listening, it was Gannon that said the words burning down the White House. Johnny Pipes did not say that. No, the Leafs are gonna. I'm, ju I'm, just, uh, I'm just quoting. Uh, yeah, I'm just covering our asses. That's all. <laughs> you never know. They got ears Secret everywhere. Secret service, man. leave a voicemail. They got, yeah, please do. Let us know what you think. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Oh, Lord. Um, yeah, the uh, it was a fun game to watch. Um, you know, it, it did take forever because of all of these these minutes. Two hours and 47 minutes was the length of the game. So it was a nice little uh, revenge shot against them after they kind of destroyed us the last time that we played when they caught us during our, uh, Picasso will call it a, the blue period, like our blue period, you know, when we're trying to soul yeah. search and find ourselves and, you know, so eight to one, I'll take it. We'll, uh, we'll do this one again here. Touchdown Tampa Bay! Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It, you know, in the, you, in, in the spirit of, uh, you know, this week's NFL draft. So that was Toronto. They hung their heads in shame as they traveled up to the, the great white north. I know the, uh, the window for getting information in and out of that country uh, only opens, you know, a couple hours per week. So that was the Toronto game. Then uh, move forward a couple days to, uh, let's see, Saturday night, Nashville Predators come to town. And uh, the scoring continues. What, uh, what are your initial thoughts about this Preds game? I was really happy that they brought out the uh, Stadium Series jerseys for this for uh, both teams. I agree. Probably the last time we're ever going to see these jerseys, unfortunately, which sucks. Because I disagree I think with they that. Are awesome. I don't think you they're going to. Yeah, back? they've already used them once before, so that wasn't against Nashville. So yeah, uh, I think they'll be in the season, rotation. I, I, I'm I'm willing to bet that this is going to be the last time we're going to see them. Oh man, come on. I know. You're as much me, as Smalls. I wish that's not going to be it, like, man, if those could just be our, our away jerseys, that'd be sweet. 100% agree. Oh, man, that'd be so cool. But regardless, it was nice to see that. And this was a, this was a battle of the defensemen, Victor Hedman versus Roman Yossi, and both of them show up on the score sheet. Victor Hedman getting his 20th of the year. Uh, he matches 
Dan Boyle for most goals by a defenseman in a season for the Lightning. Uh, as of right now, we still got three games left, I believe. And uh, Sorelli getting on the score sheet as well. He finally scoring on a breakaway as well, which is something that he needed. You know, we all know Sorelli can score. He goes to really hard, dirty areas, but he's been getting a lot of breakaway chances. And whether he's just kind of, you know, throwing a muffin or just, I don't know, losing it, it's nice to see him get a get a shot away quickly that beats a goalie clean so good for him and then yeah roman yossi coming down on the power play really really i roman yossi he's got to be one of my favorite defensemen not on the lightning i think he's fantastic and i think if not headman it's going to be yossi winning the norris this year even though i know it's not going to be headman even though he should win it whatever 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 why do you think um, it's going to go to kale mccarr i think it's going to go to kale mccarr but i think roman yossi should win it I'm not even sure if Victor Hedman's going to get nominated if he does. Because, I don't know, it, the, the, these trophies are so predictable. They're, like, I'm not even surprised when, you know, when I hear who who wins them. So, I feel like it's going to be Makar. But at the same time, like, Makar, he's, what, 22, 23? He's got at least, you know, 12-ish years of uh, of a NHL career ahead of him. Roman Yossi, he's about Victor Hedman's age, maybe a little bit younger. Give it to him. I think he's arguably having the better season. I think Roman Yossi should win it, but that's if it's not Victor Hedman, who I think really should win it. But what do I know? I'm a homer. Well, the first goal two minutes in was from the, uh, the Holy Trinity. That was Hedman. Um, Steven Samkos and Nikita Kucherov getting the assists on that. That was power play. Sorelli uh, had the second goal 11 minutes in. That was his 17th. Uh, Yossi's goal on a power play was uh, 17 minutes, 18 seconds into the first period from uh, Duchesne and Forsberg. And then Cooch also scored in the first period on the power play, uh, 19, uh, 20 seconds left in the game, or in the period at least, uh, from Braden Point. Second period, uh, another power play goal from Nashville, Carrier uh, from Tomasino and Eckholm. Uh, Stamco scored 14 minutes in, his 35th from Cooch and Palat. And in the third period, uh, Colton from Hedman and Paul and Mar Maroon with uh, those are all in the first two minutes of the third period. And that was all the scoring, uh, which gave us six goals, which means Touchdown, Tampa Bay! for the <laughs> second game in a row, man. So like the scoring, it's like they, they, you know, I'm telling you the, the Cooper comments and the stammer comments, that's, that's it. Like that's, they just have gone on this terror uh, ever since that, ever since that winged wheel game. And, you know, I'm not going to be upset. So if they can just keep it up, um, this is the exactly the way you want to play when you're going into the playoffs. Like, you couldn't ask for it better. So Shout out to Pat Maroon getting goals in back-to-back -back games. There's something I didn't say about the Toronto game is after his fight with Wayne Simmons. I think Simmons got ejected, at least a 10-minute misconduct, which, you know, hit the showers early. And then when, you know, Simmons was ejected, Maroon, he scores the goal. That's got to be pretty humiliating. I think uh, what's even more humiliating is um, they kept showing – Wayne Simmons and he kept going he kept calling Pat Maroon a pussy but he had his his mouthpiece out and so his front teeth were missing so he kept saying you're a pussy you're a <laughs> pussy, pussy. You're, he, he was he sounded he was doing like the Mike Tyson man you're a pussy <laughs> so I said that that was hilarious like I'd be more embarrassed about that to be honest another thing about Simmons is something I find hilarious is that Wayne Simmons he's known and rightfully so, known as a heavyweight, he's a fighter. You know, back in the day, he could score and whatever else. But, you know, he, he's known for his physical play and, and just being a tough guy and heavyweight. 
He weighs 180 pounds. That's that's less than me. Dude, it's it's less than me and I'm I'm 5'8, bro. <laughs> that's yeah, that's, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's that's less than me and I eat I eat M&Ms all the time though. I I am as tall as Tyler Johnson and I weigh more than Wayne Simmons. Granted, I'm not I'm never going to challenge Simmer to a fight, but um I just think that's funny. The, the Toronto they posted a picture of Simmons in the locker room and bro, he's got chicken legs. <laughs> Well, I mean, they're Seriously. moving all the time. Like, you would think, though, you'd do a lot of leg presses. Like, if I was a hockey player, I would mm-hmm. probably do a, a ton of leg presses. Mm-hmm. Plus, you get to sit down while you're doing it. I mean, it's one of the few exercises you get to do while you're sitting down. <laughs> so that's beautiful. No, nah, I, I just I just thought that was funny that for the longest time, you know, Simmons has been known as a heavyweight when he's actually a paperweight. Uh, I mean, everyone kind of looks the same when they're wearing the gear, though, to be honest, except for height. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone really kind of looks the same. Like, the gear puts almost the same amount of, like, the the look of them at least, you know, except, you know, if you put them all right next to each other, maybe they can be able to tell the difference, but when they're all moving as fast as they do and that, you know, they, they all look equally built because they mm-hmm. all look like pads. <laughs> they just look like skating shoulder pads. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So Nashville, I honestly, I, I like Nashville. They're one of the teams that I don't have any issues with whatsoever. Same. You know, the, the year that they were playing the, um, the Penguins, I was all about Nashville's like, let's go, let's roll. Like, don't give the other yellow team a chance. Didn't they got work. screwed in those finals. It didn't work out. Yeah, it didn't work out. Um, but I, I, I've got a, I've got a soft spot for them because that their their fan base reminds me of ours. Um, you know, and the way that their place is set up is nice, and I just like the city of Nashville. It's just really cool. Yeah, they're they're one of the few teams that not few teams, but I, I really like Nashville. They're they're in my upper uh favorites for, for teams. And yeah, they they do kind of remind me a lot about the lightning, you know, non traditional hockey market. They've got a great building with a great atmosphere and great fans. Um, you know, well now a lot of people hate the lightning because they're winning, but you know, they they've for the longest time, both teams have kind of been favorites throughout the league. Obviously, not anymore with the Lightning because come comes success, comes hate. But the whole hockey world, they rallied behind Nashville in their 2017 run against Pittsburgh. But no, I I, I like them. It, it I've got a a friend over in Nashville who I always have a pretty friendly rivalry with, rivalry with, and uh, it's fairly one sided. They smash a vehicle before every game. I mean, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Like, you can go and take a crowbar and just smash something before you go in and play hockey. Like, that's... Yeah, they paint it the uh, colors of the team that's coming in. I'm cool with that. Like, I like oh, that. Oh, yeah. That, you know, that's super cool. They're not going to zap anybody with a, with a Tesla coil, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> How about a cattle prod? I'll, I mean, that would be cool, too. If you get the <laughs> unofficial, you know, people outside in Thunder Alley and, like, hey, get shocked with a cattle prod. Anybody wearing a, a different team's jersey... <laughs> gets tased there you go like don't go to tampa (laughs) sponsored by the lightning (laughs) you're gonna have a stroke oh lord so yeah that was the nashville game and then um that was an that was a brian elliott game um considering the uh, the next night last night was uh was the panthers game where vassy played so brian elliott played and um yeah he didn't do too bad he's 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 serviceable he is oh yeah he is serviceable elliott's 11 3 and 3 on the season that's pretty damn good Hell yeah. And, and he, uh, he's got the numbers to back it up because somebody was trying to tell me that Louis Domingue was better, and I'm like, no. Domingue was Louis playing. Louis Domingue won 10 straight games and had a save percentage of like 895. 
He, uh, I did not know that he was the backup goalie on the Penguins because I caught he, some of the uh, Flyers and Pens game, and he did not have a very good game yesterday. Oh, buddy. Um, yeah, oh, they lost 4-1, to I believe. Um, yeah, Louie, you know, as great of a guy as he was, he was hilarious. I loved him on the team, but unfortunately just, you know, didn't stick around. He wasn't even playing last year. I, I remember he was doing like a, you know, he was doing like Instagram cooking shows or something. But That's an awesome thing to fall back on. Yeah, seriously. Like, I'd watch him every time he posted them. And um, as for, uh, he, I think he's Pittsburgh's third or fourth string goalie. I know they've got Jari and DeSmith, and I'm not sure after that. So I know they called him up because Jari, he got injured. So I think. I wonder if he had to only... stop like halfway through the game because he had a souffle in the oven. <laughs> no, so... But uh, good, good for Domingue playing some games. Good for him. That was the Nashville game, and the following night, last night, the big night. This was a beautiful night on so many levels, and this leads kind of to our intro um, where I said I absolutely believe in uh, in a lucky lucky sweater. Um, if I didn't before, I, I do 100% now. Um, when I went to the Panthers game, uh, game two of the first round of the playoffs last year, um, it was after the first game, the, the crazy chippy game. And mm-hmm. so I ha- had my girl all prepped up. I'm like, Hey, uh, I'm going to take you to this hockey game. And, um, after last night, like we're going to see some fireworks. That's going to be nuts. I wore my, uh, Kucherov blackout Jersey and, um, I lent her Is this the bolts blackout Jersey or the new blackout, the, jersey? the new blackout Jersey. Okay. Um, and I lent her my, my cla- my, uh, Stamco standard home, um, blue, Mm-hmm. Um, my Kucherov jersey's got a bit of a history. Uh, I had ordered it when I was living in Kodiak, and um, it did not get to me in time before I got out on the water for a while, and so I had it diverted to where I was going, so I could get it general delivery at a at a um, at a, a post office in in Seattle while I was there. And uh, it was such a pain in the ass to get this package from the post office. But I got it. And this was right before the uh, 2019 playoffs started. It was literally, like, I want to say the first game of of Columbus was, uh, with Columbus was a day or two after I had gotten this jersey. And I was so excited to have this jersey. And then uh, the uh, sweep happened. So I'm like, this is the most unlucky jersey ever. (laughs) Well, fast forward to um, the bubble year, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to exercise the demons on this jersey. And so I started wearing it, and we won the cup. And I'm like, you know what? I, th- I, think, I-, I think I've exercised the demons on this jersey. And so I wore it again every day for the entire uh, 2021 playoffs, and we won again. And that included the you know game two that we were at, at Florida Live Arena. And so December 28th came this year, and that was the COVID game. That was the Max Legacy game. Ooh. I was not wearing that jersey. I was wearing my um, Steven Stamkos um, pre-Jeff Vinnick third jersey. So the blue Ooh. with the bolts across the chest. Yeah, that that's a, that's a good jersey. <laughs> I love that jersey, but it's a bad luck jersey for me. Oh, yeah. It is an absolute bad luck jersey for me. And so um, I wore that, and my girlfriend wore, <laughs> I have a Bolts ugly sweater. 
Oh, do you? Yeah, you know they were selling them a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. the Bolts ugly sweater. So she wore that. Uh, and we've determined that both of those things are now bad luck. And so uh, last night I threw the, the blackout jersey back on again, and I put her back in the in the, in the Stephen Stamkos jersey. And, um, yeah, we got some revenge. So, yeah, I 100% believe in in um, in a lucky sweater. That's that's all. It was a really boring story. Thank you for listening, folks. Leave us a voicemail and tell us how boring that story was. Well, we needed the context. <laughs> we did, yes. And it killed a good five minutes of the show. So, <laughs> um, Panthers fans were, were, man, it's it's amazing what will make people very cocky. And, I, and I'm not going to be, I'm not going to lie. If if my team wins 13 games in a row, I'm probably going to feel a little cocky too, truthfully. Uh, 13 games in a row is insane. And they're and, and it's not even like they were dominating the whole time. They were down in a lot of those games. And they made a ton of comebacks. And they're really good in overtime. And so I was on the edge of my seat the entire game, regardless of how big our lead was. Because I'm like, these guys are just, we're, we're going to give this up. Watch, we're going to give this up. They, they're just going to pull some stuff out of their ass. And, it, and it's just going to happen. Um, and as it didn't happen, it made me very happy and what made me really laugh was like it's the final that was the final home game for the panthers for the season right the, um so it's fan we'll appre- send off. it's fan appreciation night and so you know i would think generally after fan appreciation nights you know the, the guys from the team will come out and like skate and thank all all the fans and stuff like that there was nobody to thank <laughs> there was an exodus everybody took off it's like oh thanks guys <laughs> man i can't hardly blame them yeah, I mean, I, I probably would have been a little upset too if I if I lost like that. But then again, I sat through a loss like that when Max Legacy and 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 Alka-Seltzer was were in that. So <laughs> you know what? I feel your pain. And you know what? I stuck it out. I stayed until the final. I stayed until the final horn. Like You're I a trooper. I didn't even try to beat traffic. Why? Because it would have made no difference. There's traffic regardless. So <laughs> it didn't matter if I. St- Left in the first period or left after the game was over. Either way. Um, what else? Uh, the let's let's look at some let's look at the stats here because this was this game was pretty nuts. This was the Nick Paul show. This game was oh, most God. mostly the Nick Paul show. Let's see. Let's uh, the Holy Trinity had a couple goals. Um, first goal two minutes in Kucherov from Maroon and McDonough. That was beautiful. Um, Sam Reinhart scored second. That was his 30th goal, four minutes in. Um, then the Holy Trinity got their power play goal. Stammer from Hedman and Kucherov. That's his 36th. Uh, the tic-tac-toe goal was absolutely gorgeous from Calfoot. That was awesome. That was great. That was. I felt so good for him. Brandon um, Hagel played really well this game. I, I just want to mention. the. This was an 11-7 and seven game. Um, Calfoot was in. And Sorelli was, was out. He was the trailer on that, and he stuck it, and it was awesome. And and then Mon- also, I want to give credit to Stamkos on this play. Mason Marchment, he was he interfered, not interfered, but he was like grabbing Stamkos. I really thought there could have been a penalty, not should have, but could have, depending on how you know how they were calling this game. But Stamkos, he really just power skated right past, right through. Uh, what's his name, Mason Marchman, and stumbled but collected the puck, got it over to Hagel, 
who very unselfishly gives it over to Cal Foot, and Foot just managed to get it on net accurately. You know, he didn't have to get a whole lot on it, but man, that that was just a beautiful play all around, and it's a shame that there's no um, third assists because Nikita Kucherov made an excellent pass out of the zone to Stamkos. So, uh, you know, a, a whole whole five guy effort on on that on that play. That was amazing. It was an amazing play, and I'm happy for Kyle Foot. That was his second goal of the year, and this is all in the first period. Uh, and then Montour scored um, 17 minutes 28 seconds in, unassisted, on a bomb of a shot. That was all in the first period. The second period, uh, Marchment scored a minute in with a real fluky goal. I mean, he just like – I think uh, Vassy was trying to go out and poke check, and he missed. And uh, Marchment just kind of threw his stick out and tapped it, and it just happened to go in the go in the net. It was such a fluke. Uh, I think Vassy – I'm not going to say that was fluky. I think that was honestly the – there, there were two worst goals that Vasilevsky let in, which was the Sam, Har- the Sam Reinhardt and the Brandon Montour goals. Sam Reinhardt goal, Vazzy should have 101 times out of 100. You know, it's just a wrist shot from the blue line, essentially. A great shot, but he should have that. Well, it looked fluky to me. He just threw his stick out there, and because um, it looked, it, it, it looked to me like Vassy was trying to poke check it. Like he does it all the time. He was. He'll go out and he'll just stick his stick out, and 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 usually he gets it, and this time he didn't. So it was a, it wasn't a, it wasn't a pretty goal. The pretty goal came right after that, which was on the power play, and we were shorthanded, and uh, Brandon Hagel. Uh, I don't remember who he outran, but he out he outskated somebody and got the puck. It and, was. Alex Barkov, a defensive forward stalwart who just did not even try on that play. Well, Hagel threw the puck in front of the net, and it got to Nick Paul, who did this absolutely amazing between the legs shot. Uh, well, we'll just we'll let um, we'll we'll Dave. let we'll let Dave we'll let Dave say it. Six eighteen left of oh, the second. That's not the right one. This is the right one. That's him by himself, by the way. So he's not even trying to impress anybody. Like, there's no <laughs> Phil there to laugh. There's no Chief. There's no nobody. That's 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 uh, that's Michigan by himself. He that, was calmer than I was when I saw that. That was so nuts. The only the only downside to that goal was that it happened during the second period, which meant it was on the opposite end of the ice from oh. where I was sitting, <laughs> which really sucked. I would have loved for that to be on the ice, on the ice side that I was sitting, so I would have had a front row seat for it. But I'm happy it happened. Um, it was gorgeous. Nick Paul was all over the ice all night. I swear that guy is like the entire previous third line rolled up into one player. Seriously, he is so strong on pucks. In the Toronto game, he was killing a penalty, and he had like three guys on him and still managed to get a backhand shot off like on the goal. He probably killed 20 seconds of that penalty literally by himself pushing pinning it up against the boards dangling it around in between in between people's feet like when i told you he's got fancy feet and you know good hands to match along with it i'm serious and he is a brick house of a player who also can kind of move like the wind and man the lightning need to do every single thing they can do to re-sign him because i i've not been so impressed with a player you know obviously Stamkos and Kucherov have been amazing Victor Hedman as well but just I've you know he 
he's a shiny new toy, and I've just been obsessed with Nick Paul. And if he if he continues this into the playoffs, my God, they they th throw him all the money possible. Not actually, but you know, re-sign him at least. He has been fantastic. I agree. I agree. Keep him as, uh, as any way you can. And credit to Hagel, too, like I said. He had a really good game. You know, there were a couple of times, especially this last week, where he looks kind of lost. Not lost, but I don't think John Cooper's necessarily using him correctly. But at the same time, we're winning these games very decisively, so keep doing what you're doing. But um, Hagel, I mean, he blew past Alex Barkov, who, again, he's just known as being one of the better defensive forwards. He did not even try. He is clear past him, gets the puck uh, right behind the net, Quick shoulder check, sees Paul coming down alone, and I knew, I knew that Paul was going to go between the legs, and I was still just, you know, tearing the roof down. I, I woke my girlfriend up, like, uh, I was watching this game late because I was doing something, so I, you know, had it recorded, and um, I woke her up, and I, I literally, like, she was pissed off at me, and I showed her, I'm like, oh, well, does this make up for it? She's like, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure that, you, you know, you're being generous. She probably said, no, shut up and go to bed. <laughs> yeah, a little, that's a little more accurate well nick paul scored again after that uh and this goal his 16th of the season and this goal drove uh spencer knight out of the game he got pulled and uh as uh as espo would say Bobarovsky had to come in had to come in and uh and play relief uh for the rest of the game so those are all the second period. The third period, um, Braden Point had a power play goal, um, Sam Reinhart power play goal, Kucherov goal, and then uh, to finish the game out, Steven Stamkos with a power play goal. Stamkos, he's at 97 points for the year. He is he is having his best season in ages, and it is so awesome to watch. You know, it's like yeah, he was given a second lease on his career. and it's He's – seriously, I mean, people are – not that they've been discrediting Stamkos, but a lot of people, kind of myself included at some points, I've been like, yeah, you know, he's definitely not the same as he used to be, but at the same time, the last three years he's been playing injured. I've never seen him look so healthy and so confident in his own game. He did have a couple of, not slumps, but he didn't really look all that great, you know, through, you know, what is it, 79 games this year so far. But, man, he, he is my season MVP, Steven Stamkos. He's just been incredible. And he's actually never hit 100 points. He's had 99 and 98. He's currently at 97, and it's totally possible. I it agree. It is 100% possible, and I'm going to project it. I'm going to astral project and put it out there in the universe. It's going to happen. I hope it does. I hope it does. And um, let's put some, some, final, some final touches on this game, and then, uh, and then we'll... we'll move on to some other stuff Getting uh, extracurriculars yeah the the there were a lot there was a lot of fighting in this game well there was a lot of hugging in this game and then there were a <laughs> couple of fights and uh serg serg kind of got a little bit wrecked on one um if you were to listen to uh like i was watching it and to me honestly it looked like he kind of got wrecked he got a couple of good shots in um but he came out of it pretty bloodied and he oh, yeah, and he, he was mangled. And he didn't come back. Like, when, when he left, he didn't come back. Like, he didn't play the rest of the game. Uh, here's here's, uh, here's um, Michigan's thoughts on this fight. 6-18 left in the second, and Sergachev and Bennett drop the gloves. Bennett lands a couple of rights on Sergachev. 
Sergachev also landed all right. Bennett's throwing punches, but not landing many of them. Sergachev doesn't have his helmet. Oh, Sergachev! A big <laughs> win on Bennett! He stunned him! Bennett thought he was winning the fight, and then Sergachev popped him. <laughs> yes, folks, you heard it here first. Michigan gets just as excited with fights as he does with goals. I'm somewhere in between you and Dave Michigan on this fight. You know, I didn't think Sergachev got totally worked. He definitely got he got two solid rights in, but yeah, Bennett definitely got the better of him. Not that it was a dominating fight by any means from Sam Bennett. He just got I can't tell if it was the first or the second one, but I know that first punch that Bennett got on Sergachev. It stunned him. It knocked him around for about, you know, a second and a half, two seconds. But uh, Sergachev, you know, it, then it kind of went went down low and Sergachev got himself back up. And he got, he got, Sergachev got his second punch in and Bennett got another one in. It, w it was a good fight. I'll say that. Uh, and we know Sergachev can drop him and he can, he can go with the best of them. He, he wasn't afraid to go with Shea Weber. He absolutely destroyed um, Jake McCabe and Buffalo. Sergachev can fight, and it wasn't as decisive as some people may think just because of the end result. You know, he was bloodied up, but he, he looked fine. He skated off fine. I think maybe uh, one of the spotters took him out for concussion protocol. I know he had to go off anyway to get stitched up. I don't think the stitches took that long, or he could also even have a broken nose, and they just took him out for the rest of the game to be precautionary. But he is with the boys right now. He, uh, he was posting on a story today, and... Uh, at the White House. Yeah, I saw that. So I w that's what we were guessing. Like my girl and I were talking about it was probably, probably concussion protocol. It didn't really help that, um, you know, once, once you're fighting someone and then they essentially have you doubled over, you know, it's not really very fair at that point because you can't get up like without straight up, just back body dropping somebody like you're, you're kind of sitting duck at that point. Mm -hmm. uh, the other fight that happened was uh, Chernak and whoever, I don't even know, some random. That was Kruger. Ryan Lomberg. Oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense because I'm looking here and uh, looking at the list of penalties and it goes Lomberg, 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 Lomberg. He gave he a got little. Uh, he got a one game suspension. He got, um, he, he did a little wave to the crowd as he was as he was leaving. And every, uh, you know, the, the Panthers fans didn't really have anything to cheer about that game, so they were going nuts over the fact that, you know, our guys had blood on them. So, well, of course, it, it was a came wave. Off. It was a wave. I thought he was holding up four, as in the uh, four-goal spread. <laughs> Maybe he was waving up four, as in, like, I'm going to go to McDonald's and order a number four after this game. <laughs> Something along those lines. Either way, that's all That's all Florida had was was that to, to hang on to. So that was, that was really it. Yeah, uh, Ryan Lomberg, he ended up getting suspended for one game for, what does it say, for instigating. Uh, I believe he got... Let's see what NHL says. Florida Panthers forward Ryan Lomberg has been suspended for one game without pay for instigating a fight during the final five minutes of NHL game number blah, 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 blah. Lomberg will forfeit $3,625 in salary. Blah, 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 blah. Um, another note about this game is head coach for the Panthers, Andrew Burnett, he got tossed from the game. And he uh, got subsequently fined $10,000. I'm not. I couldn't tell what he did or what he said to the to uh, to Wes Wes McCauley, the same coach that ejected John Cooper only a couple of months ago. Yeah, Wes is the star when he's playing. You know, when he, when he's refing, he's the yeah. star. It's not the players; it's him. He's he reminds me a lot of um, the ref in the NFL back in the day. Uh, he doesn't do it anymore. Uh, Gene Steratore, who um, he's actually I think 
like the CBS in-house uh, NFL rules analyst. And he'll, he'll also he'll also do the same thing for like NCAA basketball too. When he was when he was refing, it was about him. It wasn't about the game. So that's annoying. Yeah, you know you're gonna get those guys because they they get a little bit of star power, you know, and they get name recognition, and you know that's what's gonna happen. I like Wes. I think he's funny. He's a very personable guy away from the rink. And I know refs are people too, but it's like the if I don't if I don't know your name, that's great. That you're the best ref in the world. If I have exactly. no idea who you are. Exactly. I, I say the same thing about my customers. If if I don't know you, if I don't like know your name, you're great. You're good in my book. That means you just don't give me any trouble. You just do your business. All right. So uh yeah, we're getting close to an hour here, so let's put a bow on this game with this thought right here. Claude Giroux. What's up? Yeah, Claude, is it, like, disappointing. You're out. How does that feel? I mean, feels terrible. <laughs> <laughs> feels terrible. Uh, moving on, let's let's go back in time a couple days to the Toronto game because there was uh, something incredibly important that happened that game that we, oh, uh, we didn't really talk about. But is, How did uh, I forget that? <laughs> Probably one of the most important things that has happened to this team um, in quite some time, and that is uh, the Lightning have a new all-time scoring leader, uh, one Steven Stamkos, who uh, passed Marty St. Louis um, for top point-getter in all of Tampa Bay Lightning history. So he is now officially a legend that will cement the number 91 hanging from the rafters at some point in time in the future. Not that there was ever going to be a question before, uh, but now it's official. So um, what was even better was uh, when it happened, there was a pre-recorded um, Marty St. Louis kind of giving him props over the uh, over the uh, the intercom system, and that was really, really cool. You could tell that uh, Stammer got a little choked up at that point. I thought it was funny. Uh, Stamkos, he was doing a press press conference post game because on that goal that he scored, beautiful patented one timer Stamkos shot. And it was also Nikita Kucherov's six hundredth point in the NHL. So Kucherov or um, Stamkos joked. He was like, "Yeah, we were kind of arguing over who should get the puck, but I told him, you know, that this one, this one's all me." Um, Ah, shit, I'm kind of butchering it. But he said something about, uh, well, you know, Nikita Kucherov, he's going to pass me in no time, so he can get that puck. So, so you know, they're pumping, nine, pumping his boys' tires. 953 points um, was the uh, was was the number. And, and in less games, about, I think, 60 less games. Just considering the injuries and everything that Stammer has been through, I mean, how you not you can't consider him to be, you know – just synonymous with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Like, it's, it's just going to be his face going forward. Yeah. It's got to be. I don't know if anyone will ever match up. It'll be years. It'll be years. I mean, Cooch will be. When I was 10 years old, I, I knew the name Steven Stamkos. When I didn't know a damn thing about hockey, they had just drafted him. He was only with the team for two years. Uh, yeah, if I was like 10. But I knew the name Steven Stamkos, and he is synonymous, and like you said, with the Tampa Bay Lightning. It was amazing. It was an amazing thing that happened, and it was the Holy Trinity that made it happen, which is about as classic as you can get. And, um, you know, we'll see that a lot. We're still going to see more of that. Like, this isn't even, you know, it's not even like a send-off or anything. There's still many, many years to go with this. Mm-hmm. So, Only 31. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So, 
Yeah, so 953 for him, which he has now more than that, considering the past two games. That was two games ago. And uh, what, Cooch, that was 600 for him. So, goodness oh, gracious. Also, Stamkos, he was also NHL's first star of the week this week. Uh, Well-deserved. Mm-hmm. He's been he's been on fire. He had I did the math before the Panthers game going back to the Winnipeg game. He had 11 points in four games and like, you know, most of them were goals anyway. You know, he's just he's heating up at the right time. It is fun to watch. This is like you said the perfect time for it to happen. So, that was your week in Lightning Hockey. Um you did mention a moment ago that uh the guys are up in Washington D.C. for 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 a little White House visit. You know, I don't know how much uh, fun it is for them. I mean, it's cool, I guess, to take pictures in your suits and and uh, you know eat some some really nice food and stuff like that. But I don't know, it's not really something I would be wanting to do. But that's just that's yeah. just me. I'd like to go and see the place, but I'm not sure about the whole handshaking thing and meeting all the people. I think I'll pass on that one. You'd be like, just just everybody leave the White House and just let us run around in there for a little while, you know? Maybe like I uh, saw, build a build a build a couch fort or something like that. <laughs> I saw this video uh, earlier today. I thought it was real at first, but I figured out that it's not. It was uh, Joe Biden. He was saying, "We're gathered here today to celebrate the." Uh, City of Tampa Bay and the and the Buccaneers for winning the Super Bowl, you know, with all the guys, you know, the lightning behind him. I thought it was real at first. It was actually <laughs> synced up really, really well. I was like, I, I, I believe it. It's totally believable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it is what it is. It's a cool honor, you know, for the guys. You know, you, you see, you have to be honored at least. And the funny part about it is, you know, what, 20% of the, the guys are American? <laughs> if that <laughs> Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so. uh, there's a picture of Vazzy Kooch and um, Sergachev. They were sit- sitting on a chair in the White House, and um, somebody made like a fake CNN article. They're like, Russians have invaded the White House. Yeah, and if I would have really thought about it, I didn't have time, I would have definitely clipped a whole bunch of George C. Scott clips from uh, from Dr. Strangelove because they would be so fitting. Like, you want to let the Ruskies in here? They'll, they'll see the big board. <laughs> I would be all. I should have definitely done that. Oh well, too late now. Opportunity missed. <laughs> Opportunity missed. Uh, so uh, what? What? What do you want to close out with? We, we're at, we're at the end of the season here. You know, we've got um, not very many games left. I think. Very, yeah, very I think we've only got the three games yeah. left. Uh, Blue Jackets, Columbus, Blue Columbus. Jackets, Islanders. Wow, wow, we are pretty much done. Um, blue, 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 blue. Blue, blue, blue. I don't All know. Blue. I guess we could do kind of a season recap for next next Monday, I guess, and maybe a little bit of a playoff preview. I think everything is going to be kind of set in stone if it's already not. Uh, well, yeah, for, the playoffs start week. Monday, don't they? Do no, no, no. I think they're doing S- the no, second, not May, Monday. May second. Is it? Yeah, May second is Monday. Oh, let's see. Let's 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 verify. You think we would know this being the actual uh, you know, host I know here, that but... Winnipeg and Seattle are playing a game on either that Sunday or that Monday cuz it got postponed uh due to a snowstorm in Winnipeg. So, I mean, that couldn't be a more meaningless game. Nobody's going to nobody's going to watch. But yeah, pretty much everything's set in stone. I think it's looking like we're going to play the Leafs in the first round, which at first I was kind of worried, but looking as to how that they played the Leafs, they played them like a playoff-style game. So if we can you know, do half of that, we will crush them, but I'm not going to get overconfident, and I don't think the team should either. Well, Dushi Mustache will be back, so that'll make it a little bit harder. 
Uh, let's see. So, uh, yeah, the playoffs are definitely going to start on Monday, May 2nd. Um, we can get a possible uh, total of, what are we at, 106, 8, 10, Six. 12. So we can get a total of, of, of um, 112 points uh, at the end of the season. And Toronto is already sitting at 111. So in all actuality, if they win one game, um, they're going they're mm-hmm. locking up the second seed. So yeah, we'll, Toronto had a cl- a chance to clinch last night, but uh, if the Lightning lost and Toronto won in regulation, so I think all they need is a one twelve or one thirteen. Probably yeah, one thirteen. They need one thirteen because we can get a max of one twelve. So mm-hmm. um, and if we if we match them, it'll come down to regulation wins, which and... I think they might have the upper hand on us. But they did win in the shootout last night, so that helps. I just would have much preferred them to lose. So that'll start. Uh, I don't know if our game will be on May second, but the playoffs will start May second. So that'll be the day that we record. So we'll we'll do a season recap, and then either either you know we'll talk about the game. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll we'll figure it out. We like to play this by ear, anyways. Uh, what else is going on? Let's see. So in other news this week, uh, the Rays took two out of three from Boston. Um, big thing that happened on Saturday night, and I was kind of bouncing between this and uh, the Predators game. Um, the, the Rays had a combined nine-inning no-hitter, except the game went 10, which sucks <laughs> because mm. they, they, they no-hit the, the Red Sox for nine innings, uh, and um, then the, the Rays couldn't score, <laughs> so it ended up going 10 <laughs> innings. Where Boston took the lead in the top of the tenth inning, and then uh, Kevin Kiermeyer uh, won the game with the with the bottom of the tenth inning walk off. So it kind of saved the game because if you're gonna throw a no hitter, you better win the game. <laughs> That's yeah. The, now, just a little bit of context: the Rays have now been a team. Um, 2023 will be 25 years that the Tampa Bay Rays have been a team, and in that 25 years, or in this case, 24 years, they have only thrown one no hitter. One. Wow. Only one. So the fact that, I mean, you can count last year, there was a seven inning no hitter. That was a combined no hitter, but that doesn't, to me, it doesn't count uh, because it's got to be nine innings. But because they were doing the double header thing where it was last year, it was seven inning double headers. Uh, they only threw a seven inning one. And so baseball calls it a notable achievement. They don't call it a no hitter. Ah. They call it a notable achievement. <laughs> uh, they ended up winning on Sunday, so they took two out of three. Uh, they're, I think, in second place right now in the AL East. And in NFL news this week is the NFL draft. The Bucks are picking, I believe, number 27. Um, and it looks like they're going to probably go with, the, I don't know, best player available, but I would say they're targeting for defensive line if you're keeping track of that. Or a wide receiver, one of them. Or a tight end, one of those three. And, um, yeah, that's your wrap-up of Tampa Bay area stuff. Uh, you got any closing thoughts there, bud? No, I, I think we got it all out. I think we're good. Sweet. Well, if you haven't got it all out, you can let it all out to us by giving us a call and leave us, leaving us a voicemail at 727-416-0613. Uh, we'll play it on the show if we get it. Uh, and uh, the lightning rod one at protonmail.com. You can email us. That's the number one. And uh, you can find us on Twitter at Lightning Rod Pod. And we will be back next week to uh, shoot the shit and uh, whatever else. So for Gannon, I am Johnny Pipes. Have a good one.
Peace. Well, no shit.